the royal family. The royals, the firm, they have many names, but today it's Harry and Meghan and the vortex of their narcissism. Oh, wait, did I say that out loud? I meant to say today's episode is the ex-royals and how Prince Harry and Princess Meghan became public figures seeking privacy while craving publicity and fame. Oh, wait, I said that out loud too. Third time's the charm. Today, we focus on Prince Harry and Markle and the drama they brought to the monarchy and the headlines that follow them. Pew. Got it right that time. It's a two-part series, so get ready for it. I can't believe how excited I am for this episode, considering if you flash back to season one, episode three, I was reluctant to get into any sort of celebrity gossip, especially with the royals. And now here I am eating it up. Oh yeah, it's the popcorn du jour. Welcome to Two Monicas and a Microphone. I'm Monica. And I'm the other Monica. Each week we explore a variety of topics from nostalgia to world culture to American history, food, parenting, and everything in between. If you're looking for a break from the seriousness of everyday life, well, you've found it. Hey Mon, I think we've got to be real with our friends out there. The next several episodes in this season are going to focus on celebrities. We're going to dig up the dirt, spill the tea, and also give accolades when they're due. Well, this is definitely a veer for us because if anyone's been listening for any length of time, the other Monica doesn't really care about celebrity, but I think I've managed to turn her to our side. Before we get started, don't forget to hit that follow button on your favorite podcast app and leave us a five-star review. You can also connect with us on social media at Two Monica's Podcasts, and that's with the number too. And I would also like to add, we're not celebrities yet. So you getting the word out for us is the best thing we can do because neither one of us had some sort of pop culture show back in the 90s. So thanks. <laughs> thanks, Mon. Now on to the show. All right, as we said in our opener, we do like to share some facts. So I'm going to share with you an ex-royal fact about Mr. Harry and Miss Meghan. Harry flew Meghan from Vancouver to Africa for their third date. I've heard things happen on the third date. <laughs> anyway, so on the third date, he took her on a safari. I mean, we're talking private flights in a $2,000 a night luxury tent where they spent most of their time at least according to TheObserver.com. People say they didn't leave the tent much. They spent most of their time in the tent. Like, mm. huh, yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know. Maybe one of them is scared of animals. <laughs> <laughs> All right, first up, we have to talk about the ex Prince. He is still called Prince Harry for all intents and purposes. Uh, although as a couple, they are no longer Prince and Princess. They are the Duke and Duchess. And the way I see it, he threw it all away for her. All for love, right? You say they threw it all away for love. That does echo back to King Edward and Wallace Simpson. I mean, King Edward really, truly gave up the throne for love. But I'm not really sure I feel like that's what's happening here. Well, I was going to go into that a little bit later, and I decided not to, so I'm glad you brought it up. But I, I'm just going to compare my relationship to Prince Harry and Princess Meghan when they were Prince and Princess mm -hmm. with Prince William and Princess Kate. I remember going to um, a friend's house to watch Kate marry William. And I loved it. We sat around drinking champagne. We ate fun food. We talked about how hot David Beckham was and his tux. <laughs> I mean, it was like we were there for hours just watching and commenting. But on May 19, 2018, when Harry and Meghan married, 
I didn't do a thing. I didn't even pay attention. I could have cared less. And Harry lasted exactly seven months of marriage before declaring his desire, along with his wife, to step away from their royal duties on January 8th, 2020. And this public announcement, it didn't even come from Buckingham Palace. It came on their Instagram account and was a total surprise to the royal family. However, the queen, I mean, she's a good woman. She supported them. And according to Time Magazine, she says, my family and I are entirely supportive of Harry and Meghan's desire to create a new life as a young family. She goes on to say, Harry and Meghan have made clear that they do not want to be reliant on public funds in their new life. Oh my gosh, no lies. Okay. I mean, I don't think the queen knew she was lying, but Harry and Meghan, if you go back to we're not going to get into it here. Please go to episode three. We explain exactly how their funds are still working. Absolutely. So Monica, you have already said numerous times you don't care about celebrity. So I'm going to guess that you didn't watch either wedding or the funeral or the platinum jubilee. Okay. I don't know what the platinum jubilee is. I didn't watch <laughs> any of the weddings and no, I just cannot get into the royal family at that degree. Now I think all the pomp and circumstance is absolutely beautiful and neat, but nope, didn't watch any of that. Now in your research, did you find any reasonings or any comments on why they actually stepped away? Well, I think it's much like what the Queen said. They wanted to be financially independent and the royal duties. And I think that we also go into this in um, episode three is that the royal duties are a lot and you really cannot hold down a normal job there's just no way i mean we talk about how princess kate had to stop her job because it's just too much that's right so financial independence they couldn't do their own thing and they are the epitome of millennial can i say that because they want to do what they want to do when they want to do it well i don't know i think that they're the epitome of spoiled brat and i know plenty of millennials that don't act like this that's I mean, true to i'm using the defense a... of some great ones <laughs> okay i'm just using a, a vast generalization yes yes but i think there's something in and of themselves and uh, they really they really are something else but before we get any further, we would like to offer a formal invite to Harry and Meghan to come onto the show and talk. I mean, we're not above that, right, Monica? Right. I don't know if that's going to happen because, as we know, they do want their privacy. True. <laughs> and coming our, on our show would just explode them into the limelight once again. <laughs> Monica, you know I really enjoy following the drama of Harry and Meghan, but let's be real. I'm going to go forward and say it's Meghan and Harry. She wears the pants. Oh, totally. yeah. I remember when it was announced they would be interviewed by Oprah. I didn't watch. I do remember the reaction because, you know, there's always an immediate reaction in the media. Definitely. And it was, OMG. I can't believe they said that. OMG, I can't believe Markle said that. OMG, 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 God save the queen, cover her ears. <laughs> and that was the beginning of the end. And to quote, wow. the bullying was almost unsurvivable, Markle told Oprah Winfrey in her bombshell CBS interview last year, revealing that she experienced suicidal thoughts. Well, if yes. she did experience suicidal thoughts, that is a serious matter, and I hope she got help for that. But I do have to question if truly what she was going through caused any of that. I wonder if it was just not being in control of what she wanted to do and when she wanted to do it, that she actually had obligations and duties. Well, possibly. As an American, I don't think I could just go over there and be under that oppressive school 
schedule. But I think this goes way beyond just being an independent American woman. I truly, truly do. And as you said in the opener, we were talking about two narcissists, but I think that I'm going to take this moment to give my opinions on Harry's behavior specifically since he met Markle. It reminds me so much of my younger brother who had a very abusive and narcissistic fiance, and thank God he did not end up marrying her. But during the time, it really saddened me how she bent him to her will, his personality changed, and how he even started separating himself from her family. Which, okay, don't get me wrong, it's not perfect, but honestly, that's a control tactic for people like her. And that being said, Harry still rubs me the wrong way. Okay, so that's how it started in my mind. And then there were the memoirs. Well, maybe the reason that William and Kate are so much more popular is because they keep their mouths shut. I, I think that's a part of it. I mean, you don't air your dirty laundry, people. Especially when you're claiming all of this oppression and abuse and people see that you just had this spectacular wedding and spectacular life. And you still want it. And I think that there is a a little bit of evidence to that. So we're going to share another fact here about this royal or ex-royal family. The only reason the Duke and Duchess's children have the titles of prince and princess is because Harry asked his father for the use of the titles for the children after the queen died. His father agreed to this. And so we have Prince Archie and Princess Lilibet. Princess Lilibet was christened with the title before the royals approved it for use. Yeah, if that isn't entitlement, I don't know what is. And you know, she was christened, we're recording this on March 30th, so everyone knows, and Mm -hmm. she was just christened on March 8th. Well, I'm seeing that some of this with keeping the titles, and if I go back to how I think Prince Harry is probably more of a victim in all of this, but you're still in charge of your own decisions. But I do kind of see that keeping the Dutch or keeping his children prince and princess is that Harry is trying to actually remain connected to his family as much as Markle will allow. But that doesn't mean that Harry doesn't suffer from main character complex too. And so main character complex is that you want all the attention on you. You are the main character. The world revolves around you. And I really think that's what we're dealing with with Prince Harry and Meghan Markle. So I did try to dive in and live like life like I was a fan of Harry and his wife. You know, Monica, I told okay. you like I'm trying to to really get my mind around these people because like I'm not familiar with them. But honestly, like I could not. This is before I even dove in and got any of the gossipy dirt on them. I mean, they are nauseating. Yes. I mean, they are nauseating. I spent an absurd time scouring the social medias for thoughts and opinions on Harry. And this was after, like I said, I went to source material and tried to find reasons to like him because, as you know, I don't know nothing about any of these royals, even the likable ones. (laughs) (laughs) But what I did notice was a theme. Like you mentioned in the beginning, he sure likes to complain a lot about the media. And he says that all the camera flashes are triggering. And I'm sure he does have a bone to pick with them after all, you know, Princess died, the mm-hmm. whole story of her dying in the paparazzi. But he spends an incredible amount of time 
in the limelight. Well, I find it interesting that he complains about the media, yet while he was single, well before Markle, he was kind of the wild child, the wild card. He was out partying, clubbing. You know, he did his military service. He was the brother that everybody loved. Everybody loved Harry. Like, they're like, why can't it be Harry first in line? Harry, Harry. Everybody loved Harry while he was an adolescent, teenager, a young adult, you know, because he was living his life and soaking up the attention. Oh, absolutely. And I do want to give you a current example of how he's soaking up the limelight. And I'm not just talking about Oprah and every little podcast that he's a guest on and GMA and whatever interview they have coming up next. I am talking about like the paparazzi that he does not like. So I was watching video and I could not believe this. Recently, Harry showed up to court in London for a case that he's involved with about privacy in the media. Ironically, he didn't need to be present at this hearing. And also, instead of using the private back entrance to avoid the press, he went into the front, into the middle of the cameras and grinned. Oh, I think it's such a lie that he doesn't like the media. What I think is I don't think he likes negative media. But now he doesn't know how to spin it back in his favor because everyone like sees right through their charade. Oh my goodness. How absolutely interesting. That is a really good take on that. And I would have to agree. I mean, because he was in the media all the time. And I mean, I guess there's naked pictures of him from Vegas. I don't know. I learned that on a podcast. That was when I was trying to become a fan. Nice. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. So this whole media and being scared of the media and it's so traumatizing and triggering, I think is BS. And I'm going to call BS on it, but it's really, really interesting. And I have like a little clip from a former editor of Star Magazine. And she talks a little bit about how things changed when Marco got on the scene. So I'm going to play the clip. Okay. Okay. But once Megan came on the scene, leaky ship. My family have been briefing the press, briefings and leakings and planting of stories against me and my wife. The leaking and the planting. I told you guys before, I used to be the editor of a celebrity magazine, I was the editor of Star, and people would always ask me when I worked there, like, okay, like, what stories are real? And I'd be like, okay, every story is real, except for the ones about the royal family. And this was prior to Meghan Markle coming on. I'm like, the, the palace is just a tight ship. Like, there's, people don't blab, you know? So our stuff is like, Maybe from a source. Mm-mm-mm. But once Megan came on the scene, leaky ship. People were singing like a bird. Why? Because they were Megan's spies. She was purposely putting that out there. She hired several PR firms to make sure the places like the Daily Mail, Page Six, our magazines were writing about her on a consistent basis. So when Megan stands there and is like, I'm the victim, everybody's writing about me. It's like, well, girl, you're paying someone to make sure it happens. What are you talking about? Monica. That makes so much sense. Oh my God. She wanted the attention, but then when it turned negative, uh oh. No wonder they didn't like her because she was the leak. She was doing all of it on her own. And then she's like, no, sorry, don't need you guys. I watched so many different clips of different interviews that they did together. And she's just disrespectful to her husband's family. Now, I, an American, who am not marrying into the royal family can be disrespectful. I am not curtsying to the queen or bowing or whatever. I'm sorry, like that's me. But if I married into the royal family and then that was the way that they like 
honored their grandmother because she is the queen, I would take on that role. And that's what I don't understand about Marco. Like I saw a thing where she was like, completely making fun of having to curtsy or excuse me bow is the same thing i don't know to the queen the first time she met her and you could see like the pain on harry's face when megan makes this story be all about her and how she's better than the queen and how am i doing this right yeah she complained about having to go through their etiquette course or their you know like royals course and i just thought that was ridiculous i'm like you're entering a culture that is completely foreign to you you need to learn how to act within that culture because now you're not just in the culture you're a figurehead in the culture right and I think that it comes with marrying into the royal family it's not like you just found out all of these rules after the marriage you knew what was coming and I just think it's very selfish and immature unfair to her partner Harry to act this way I thought the same thing. She didn't walk in blind. She saw what was going on. She had been invited to events. And now maybe she didn't have to toe the, like, perform the way Kate did. But she couldn't have thought that she would be exempt because she was American. Because once you marry into the family, you are part of the firm. I would have to think about if that's the life that I wanted before I would marry my husband. She could have called it off anytime. She could have also said, I don't want to call off the engagement, but Harry, I don't want to be a part of this. If you love me, do what King Edward did. You leave and then we'll get married. Right. And we'll just see our own people. Yeah, but then she couldn't have used being part of the royal family to climb whatever ladder she's climbing. And I think she's the type of person that with or without access to the royal family, she's going to act this way with whoever she is with. I don't think this brought this out of her. Yeah, she's a ladder climber for sure. Let's move on because it's not just Prince Harry. We have Prince William and their past goes all the way back to when they became siblings, when Harry was born. So something I found personally humorous as I have three brothers is how Prince Harry describes his relationship with Prince William. So in his book Spare, Harry describes William and I quote, as his beloved brother and arch nemesis. So I guess that since he's royalty, he thinks that his sibling rivalry is somehow much more epic than, you know, every other sibling relationship ever. Right. I'm surprised he didn't try to have William killed because, you know, they used to do that. <laughs> to oh, game. that's definitely a thing. Yeah. Well, here's another fun royal fact. There was an actual bitter rivalry at the royal palace amongst William and Harry's ancestors. Queen Mary locked her sister Elizabeth in the Tower of London to keep her from getting the throne. Yes! And what's really interesting is that even though Elizabeth was younger, she had more claim to the throne. Which is kind of funny because Harry likes to be like, I was the second, I'm called the spare. And I think he says something like he remembers when he was born, his dad saying to Princess Di, thanks for the air. Now you gave me a spare and I want to be like, um, Harry, you weren't there. Like, and then we can make this into a Dr. Seuss book after all those rhyming. But (laughs) like, what is going on? Like, that is definitely a rumor. Like, do not be taking that to heart. And I'm sure your brother said that to you just the same way that my brother would sometimes, you know, flick me on the head to bother me. (laughs) Right. Or the way Sienna tells Logan, you're the little brother. 
<laughs> right, and right. He's like, hey, I'm not little. <laughs> That's so cute. All right. So maybe Harry comes by all of this naturally. It's in his blood, you know, from mm -hmm. his ancestor. I was really astounded at some other things that Harry had to say about William. I mean, this blew my mind. For one, he tells of a story that happened in 2019 where Prince William grabbed him by the collar and threw Harry to the ground. And then he talks about how he hurt his back on a vase. I don't know, something fancy. And this was after Harry was defending his wife, Markle, but William could not control himself. Okay. I don't see this happening at all. I don't see this happening. And I have brothers who I think this could happen. Like I, they're, they're not of British royalty and taught to perform a certain way. I just <laughs> really feel like yeah, I mean my own brothers wouldn't do this and they've definitely thrown hands. I just don't see it happening, A, because of British, like, they're told to basically swallow their emotions. Exactly. All the time. And be stoic all the time. You're not happy. You're not sad. You're not angry. You're you're basically nothing all the time. And then you take that to the royal level. And if William were really angry, maybe he would close the personal space between the two of them. But, like, what, what does William have to be angry about other than Markle, you know, spilling all the family secrets? And yeah, that would probably piss me off too. I just I just don't see it happening. Well, as a sibling of someone who was with a narcissist, I can see where William has a lot to say, but to take it to the physical level, I just don't believe was a thing that happened. I bet he came to Harry and trying to say, hey, like this person is doing some things. I don't like these things. I believe that part happened, mm -hmm. but I don't believe that he grabbed him by the collar. I mean, okay. No, this is not happening. And that's the thing about the memoirs, I guess, is you can write whatever you want into them. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So another piece of royal gossip he shared was that William got drunk the night before his wedding to Kate and reeked of alcohol the next morning and was hung over. And also shared something about being forced to wear a red coat and only finding out on the way over to the church. And he just kind of trashed his brother about his brother's wedding day. And I just thought, what? This is not, the memoir should be about your wedding day, not Prince William's. Right. And who was forced to wear the red coat? William? Uh, William. And he didn't know until on the car ride over, supposedly. Yeah, I'm going to just wave a big BS flag on that because these things are planned out <laughs> to the most minuscule detail. No. There is absolutely no way he didn't know what he was going to wear. I know. There's no and maybe he did want to wear something else, but I um, also feel like he's probably been used to being told what to wear. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm glad you brought William into it a little bit since, you know, obviously Harry wanted to bring William into his book. Probably thought it'd exactly. sell more books because everyone probably. loves William and Kate. Uh, so now people are saying that William is having an affair and Ugh. that this whole coronation <clears throat> thing has brought the supposed affair back to the forefront. I don't see it. What do you think? see it either and i have to agree with a few tiktok commenters out there this is not my original idea but it was a great point if prince william had an affair we all know prince harry would have spilled that tea in his memoir oh, he totally. spilled every other thing or made stuff up i mean i'm not even sure to be honest no no one will ever know mm. yeah no he totally would have put that nail in the coffin Oh, of yeah. What a great way to tear down your brother. That's so much better than my brother pushed me at school. And Monica, if Harry's memoir wasn't 
you know, the sinking of the ship or the thing that sinks the ship. He just keeps digging himself in deeper with public negativity against his family. And as you mentioned, he does have a court case right now and he showed up and he smiled for the paparazzi, <clears throat> but he's pointing the finger at the firm, which AKA is the royal family while on the stand of his privacy lawsuit. And here's what Maureen Callahan, writing for the Daily Mail UK, has to say about Harry. He continues to prove himself intractably dim, unself-aware, and ungracious. He is a profoundly spoiled man-child who is probably beyond help. By the way, Maureen Callahan is amazing. She's an American journalist, and I freaking love her take on Meghan and Harry. <laughs> that is quite the take on them. And you know what? She might be right. All right, tune in next week so we can continue the Megan and Harry saga. Thank you so much for listening to this episode and letting us be part of your day, whether that's folding socks, driving to work, or getting in your cardio. We're happy to provide you with entertainment about nothing serious, seriously. Don't forget to subscribe or follow our podcast so you never miss an episode. If you're loving it, leave a five-star review on Apple or Spotify. You can follow us on Instagram at 2MonicasPodcast. That's with the number 2. Access extended show notes and more at our website, 2MonicasPodcast.com. Love this episode? Hit that share button and send to a friend who'd like it too. Thanks again, and we'll see you on the next episode of 2Monicas in a Microphone. Awesome. That was fun. 